This is a midweek edition of the ATM at the Minute podcast. I am Peter Mitchell here with the one and only Jackson Stover. And on the docket today, boy, am I excited about this one. Bankroll Builders Week 2. We'll recap Week 1 real quick. Get on to Week 2. And then we're going to play some Fantasy Tinder to end the show. Swipe right if you like the Fantasy matchup. Swipe left if you don't. Very simple. Jackson, let's get into it. Yes, sir. Okay, week two of Bankroll Builders. You guys know the drill. We give out our best bets each week and keep our tally as the year goes on. Week one, I came out on top. I'm up three units. Jackson, how did you do? I did not do good. I would uh, I'd like to file a class action suit against the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers for screwing me out of a perfect weekend. If Atlanta could have scored some points, I would have hit the over in that game with Philly. And then the Packers, man, I felt good about them, and they just killed my tees. I'm down one unit. I did hit the Seahawks covering against the Colts. I had two units on that. Felt great about it. Unfortunately, I only good went deal. one for three. That was the only one I hit. So let's get to this weekend. Peter, I absolutely love the board. We were just talking about this. I just, I feel incredible about it. Before we do that, I had a two and a half unit teaser on the Buccaneers minus one and a half. Got in early on that. And San Francisco minus two at Detroit. Survived that one. So that came through. Scary game. Had one and a half on the Broncos minus two and a half at the Giants. Hit on this in our Sunday pod or Monday pod, I should say. And yep. then I lost my one unit any given Sunday dogs parlay. Had Arizona. I tried to tell you, man. I tried to tell you the Browns were going to be the team that did it to you. I mean, they had the best odds. So, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Arizona got Bengals. it done. Should have rolled with the Bengals. <laughs> the Raiders got it done. Cleveland couldn't do it, but gambling lesson to everyone out there. If you take a dog on the money line, take them against the spread as well. I didn't do that. I learned from my lesson. Would have hit all three of those. So And another gambling lesson, never bet against Patrick Mahomes. Just just saying. Like in September in Arrowhead. I ever, mean ever. I wouldn't do it. Ever. Brain fart. One week one tidbit. Seventy percent of dogs covered. That was the most in thirty years. Yeah. And Eight one outright. I might have got this stat before the Raiders played the Ravens as well. So nine. a lot of road dogs won too. A very bizarre week one, but I don't know. I kind of a weird feeling about the board this weekend too. A lot of road teams are favored, but I feel like road teams are just gonna kick the shit out of the home teams this weekend. I don't know. I mean, look at the board and tell me if you feel otherwise. Like the road teams here just seem like they've got some great matchups. Am I wrong? No, that's what it looks like. And we'll get to some of them on our cards. But before that, I want to ask you about the Cowboys-Chargers matchup this week. This is one of the marquee games in my eyes. Where are you leaning on this? It was plus three Dallas. That pretty much means, you know, you're given the home favorite. Right. It's an even game. It's Vegas doesn't really know what to make of it is what I think when I see the home teams favored by three. I like the Chargers just because I know that offensive line is probably the best in football, and I don't ever want to bet on the Cowboys. But if I'm being honest, I'm staying away from this game. I will not touch it on bankroll builders. I'm not going to touch it with a 10-foot pole on anything. So I'm just flat out staying away. But if I had to lean a certain way, you know how I lean. 
you're huge on that Chargers O-line this year. I mentioned Best in earlier, football. gave up uh, a hurry, 12% of Justin Herbert's dropbacks against the football team's defensive front. Well, today you hear Demarcus Lawrence is out with a broken mm-hmm. foot indefinitely. He's He's our best player on that side of the ball. Randy Gregory is on the COVID list. He's at question mark right now. Lael Collins, starting right tackle, was suspended five games, and Michael Gallup is out three to five weeks. So, Hammer the Chargers? Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying, but my case for Dallas was completely destroyed. Herbert's going to have all day to throw with Tank Lawrence out of this one. I was leaning the points. I think it opened at 51. It's been better to 55. Uh, I don't hate that. In some places. That. now. I mean, four points. Throw it in a teaser, maybe. The whole game is a stay away for me now. Dallas without their best player. I would have I would have leaned that way. I thought they impressed against the Bucks, But this one, really have an eye on it. I think the last team with the ball will win the game. I don't know about that, but I will say I think Justin Herbert is going to flat out ball this game. He kind of yeah. struggled against the football team. I know they got it done and he kind wasn't of, hurried but he a went ton. For 330. He did, but if you watch the game, he made some mistakes and there were some miscues on throws that he usually completes. And I just kind of felt like he has a lot of room for improvement after that game. And I think week two here against a lesser defense than what he faced week one, he's going to ball. I wouldn't be surprised right. if we see 350 and three TDs. And he's a young ascending player anyway. Totally agree with that. But hey, let's go, boys. All right, let's move it on, though. Yep. Week two, give me your favorite pick on your card this week. My favorite pick on my card? Let's have some fun. All right. Chiefs minus three and a half at the Ravens. I think I the Ravens this. are going to stink this year. This is one of my picks, too. Okay, I just got one unit on it. I have I upped my card. It's a little bigger than last week. I couldn't help myself. Same. I have now got four one unit bets just straight. So interesting. Anything on this? Like, give me the case. I don't know if there needs to be much of a case if you watch that Monday night game. I think the Ravens are going to be completely reliant on Lamar to generate any offense. Taysom Williams was nice. He had some moments, but he can't block. We saw that he was not in the game in the fourth quarter when the Ravens needed to throw. He literally just couldn't block. It was pretty obvious. Latavius Murray, I think, is going to get a lot more of the later snaps, and I don't think he has as much of the receiving ability and kind of the big play, break one off, juke somebody, you know, broken tackle, and he's gone. I don't think he has that. Tyson did look good out the gates, had the big run, but he was struggling in the RPO game on the exchanges with Lamar. The Ravens aren't going to put him out there if they don't have that trust in him. Latavius got cut by the Saints. Why should we have a ton of faith in them? Completely agree with you on the Ravens offense. And let's just look back to last September in Baltimore when Kansas City went in there Monday night, rolled them 34 to 20. Mahomes has never lost in September. How many times do I need to say this? I mean, 385 and four TDs last year in a big spot. This is Sunday night. No Marcus Peters. How can you not love this? And with Chris Jones coming off the edge, we saw what Max Crosby did to Alejandro Villanueva. I tried to tell everyone, the Ravens' offensive line is not that good. Lamar is a magician, and he was still sacked multiple times. It is hard to take him down. So if you are sacking that dude multiple times in a game, you know the offensive line is not playing very well. We're on the same page. Give me your next pick, because I had that on mine. 
All right, next one I've got. I mentioned this in our pod that we recorded on Monday. I like the Titans plus five and a half at the Seahawks. I think they're Mm. just due for a bounce back game. I think Vrabel is a good coach. I know they lost Arthur Smith, who didn't do jack shit against the Eagles. (laughs) But I think that the Titans bounce back here. We know how weird the Seahawks are and how they have this affinity for close games. The Titans are going to be around. They're going to keep it within a score. And if they don't keep it within a score, it's going to be within two scores. And they're going to get a garbage time field goal or touchdown that's going to cover this five and a half point spread. I feel great about the Titans bouncing back at the Seahawks. I saw this line, kind of wanted to get on it because both teams had big performances, I will say. Um, the In Titans, what sense? The Titans got their asses kicked. That was very <laughs> yeah. unexpected. It was a big deal is what I'm trying to say. I'm not so confident that they do suck. They're kind of a wait-and-see team game. for me. And when I see the Seahawks in Seattle, this yeah, it's always it's a, a one possession game. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, maybe they cover late. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm with right. you on that. I, I, I wouldn't pick the Titans to win the game, but I damn sure I'm never going to pick the Seahawks to win by a touchdown margin damn near, you know? Right. And let me look at the total. What I will say is DK Metcalf will have a bigger game than Lockett this week. I think those guys alternate. We saw what Hopkins did to that secondary. Get your guys in there with confidence. Lockett's a little banged up too. Lockett, he missed some snaps. He got hurt. I was glad he came back, but I don't think he's going to be 100% going into this game. Okay. Well, that's very noteworthy. Um, All right. I'll give you mine next. Yeah, let's hear it. My favorite pick, I got to go back to the two and a half unit, six point tease here. Don't have the same tease as me. Don't have the same tease as me because I know you're about to. (laughs) All right. Well, New England. Oh, no. Okay. I've got them in a parlay, but not in my tease. All right. Cool. I have New England plus half a point in the Meadowlands against the Jets. Come on now. It's a lock. They win the coaching battle even though I like that new regime with the Jets. But, leader of men. A leader of men. Hey, they came <laughs> back and fought. They did. They really yeah. did. Zach Wilson really, he made some really impressive throws. I mean, he took he a huge right. hit, delivered the ball down the field. Anyways, no Mackay back 10. I'm yeah, not going to harp the biggest on this. Thing. That's yeah. the biggest thing, honestly. Like That is maybe your best player all around at a really important position for this rookie quarterback and not having him... It's definitely going to show itself at some point during this game. Absolutely. They've owned this team for years now. So I'm taking Mac Jones. I feel I have more trust in him than I do Wilson. They were getting worked by the Panthers out the gate. So New England there. The next one, Denver, pick them in Jacksonville. Again, better coached team than the Jags with Urban Meyer. Who knows? I guess, yeah. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence threw three picks against the Texans last week. Denver is way better defensively than Houston. They will go in there, get the job done. Teddy was dealing week one. I'm not worried about no Judy. Tim Patrick will step up. Hamler. You're going to tell me? I don't know. I, I have a... I have a weird feeling about this game that the Jags bounce back and we get like a, oh, Trevor Lawrence really is that good. Silence the haters type game. I just, I've got a weird feeling the Jags are going to show out in this game. And not to say I think it's going to win, but I think they might keep it close. 
Before we started recording, you said, I don't know what Vegas watched last week. What did you watch? They got beat by 16 by the Texans. That is true. But some of these games, I was saying some of them I feel like Vegas didn't even watch. And some of them, I just feel like they're weird gut games. Like this one, I I don't know, man. I don't want to touch it. I just, I feel like it's going to be one of those weird mojo, this guy is a star. We saw what he's made of. Bad week one. He bounced back. Balls no. of steel. Look at this guy. I just, I can see it. I can see it. Like, I wouldn't rule it out. This is maybe the hottest take I've ever said. But if we're ranking these rookie QBs, don't put Trevor in terms Lawrence of last. It, I don't like him, but you in can't terms put him of last. It factor, he's definitely not number one. I agree with you on that. That's not a hot take. Give me Lance Fields or even Wilson over him, but oh, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah, Mac Jones too. Maybe I do like Lawrence the least. I'm, I don't know. I'm telling you, give me Denver here. Give me the. Patriots, these two teams just have to win against inferior opponents. I feel great okay. about this one. Who you got next? All right, next bet I got Miami Dolphins money line plus 160 at the Buffalo Bills. Just one unit on it. Wow. I know you hate this. I hated it. <laughs> I liked what I saw from Miami, and I hated what I saw from the Bills. Yes, I know it's just a week, but I also think there's a lot of people that have been shitting on this Miami team saying they deserve to lose that game. They were gifted the fumble. They were gifted the win. Tua didn't look great. There's been a lot of people still criticizing him, and I think with Will Fuller back, we saw the Jalen Waddle TD. Clearly, they're on the same page. Plus, Devontae Parker looks pretty good. Mike Jasicki there. They are going to have a Mike really Jusicki good— Mike didn't even have a catch. I don't care. Him and Tua have good rapport. He's talented. He's a receiver <laughs> out there that not. can catch the ball. He didn't even need to throw to him. He didn't need it. They are going to have a good game. I don't necessarily think for sure they're going to win, but I'd rather take the money line than the points with the spread only being two and a half to three. I think if Miami's in it, they get it done or they get blown out altogether. I feel pretty good about this team. I think the defense is good enough that they're not just going to let Josh Allen run around and throw for 500 yards. I think Tua has a really big game. 300 yards and three TDs from Tua this week. Will Fuller's catching at least one ball for 50 yards in a tutty. I have action the other side here. So ah, tough. That's this, tough. This is a bonus pick for me. A one unit, same game parlay. Bills minus three and the over 47 the and over? a half. Yes. What? The last five times these two teams have played. The Bills are 5-0 and straight up, 5-0 and against the spread, and the over has hit all five times. Week 17 last year, Bills beat them right. like 53-26. to This game was an anomaly. Josh Allen got pulled, and they still kicked their ass. I mean, I, he didn't get pulled. Like, they had their playoff spot penciled in. They couldn't move, so they pulled the old yeah. starters at halftime. Yeah. And, and it didn't matter. They still dominated. I, I will say You're I am wrong. higher on this Dolphins team than last year's Dolphins team. Which I'll won 10 games. They won 10 games last year. I'll give you that, but they don't have the same pass rush the Steelers had that was given Josh Allen fits. They were getting to him with four. I mean, the Dolphins are going to have to blitz. Josh Allen's going to eat them apart if Some, they're playing. But the Steelers got there relatively easily. Like you said it yourself, they got there with four. They didn't have to blitz a ton. I think Miami's going to be able to get to him, and I don't feel like this Bills offensive line is that great. I think it might be their Achilles heel. 
you say that, I just believe in these Bills receivers to get open if they do have the numbers advantage. Cole Beasley, Diggs, they can do it. Gabriel Davis and Emmanuel Sanders, two other guys they have. I mean, come on. Let's go, Bills. Everyone's overreacting because they lost to the Steelers. Big bounce back week for Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen struggles this whole year and has some major regression. And I think people are going to look at last season as a little bit of an outlier and realize he is not an MVP candidate and he's solid, but he is nowhere close to the Mahomes, the Kyler level, the Herbert level that people were just throwing him up there like he was one of the best QBs in the league. I don't think so. He's a young guy with a lot of talent, but there's a lot of other QBs that I still like a lot better and feel better about this season. One of those is probably not Tua Tagovailoa, but... I mean, I wouldn't put Tua above Josh <laughs> just yet, but as a whole, I like Miami, man. I like what they got going on. Everyone's still looking at them as big-time underdogs. They still aren't giving them a chance in the division, even though they were the only team to get a win this last week. I like Miami, dude. I know I, I'm a Dolphins, quote-unquote, fan now, but I'm riding with them. I'm riding with them. Weighing my pick so far, this one's towards the bottom, I would say I like KC and I like my teaser better. Super intriguing game. For sure. We will learn gotta, a lot gotta about it. be one of the most teams. watchable games. I think the winner of this game probably wins the division. I know that's too early to say and not like this game's going to be the deciding factor, but I think it's going to give us a pretty good idea of where they stand. And like, let's be real. We know it's going to be either the Dolphins, Bills, or Patriots that wins it. And I don't know. I think this game's going to tell us a lot on how good Miami and Buffalo really are going to be this year. All right. What do you got next? I got one more. This next one, I've got just a single unit on it. And like I've said so far, all my bets, I've hit just one unit on them. I like the over at 48 in the Texans at the Browns. I don't think Houston is going to be able to stop Cleveland's rushing attack. I think Chubb and Hunt are going to continue to run wild. I think Baker will probably have a decent game. And then looking at that Browns defense, I'm not so sure that they are just going to blank the Texans like people are assuming. I think Houston's going to get a couple touchdowns, and I guarantee Cleveland scores at least 30 points. So I like the over. There might be some garbage time that helps get it done, but I think at halftime there's going to be at least 35 points on the board. All right, I like that Cleveland team over 30 for sure. Yeah, I don't know if that's what the number's at, but... It's got to be around there. I mean, Cleveland's like a 12-point favorite, so... All right. I, I think that bet just hinges on how good of a defensive performance we get from Cleveland. What do you got next? All right, my last one. I'm taking the Bengals plus three at Chicago. I'm taking a money line as well, one unit each. I love Let's it. Let's go. Some people may think this is an overreaction. The Bengals, it's not. The Bengals gave up five sacks last week. The Vikings were penalized like 12 different times. They definitely, you know, had some things break their way. But yeah. look, at the, look at the pros. Jamar Chase, huge outing. This Bears secondary is overrated by the public. Jalen Johnson, second-year guy out of Utah, is their number one corner. After that, they don't have Eddie a lot. Eddie Jackson's good. I mean, he's a good safety, but like he's, he's the only play guy. Like turnover. He's the only noteworthy dude in that entire secondary, if you ask me. Like he's the only guy that I feel like might be picking a ball off and running it back or something. We'll see there. I think it's a bounce back week for Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins will okay. do his thing every week. And then if you look at the Bears, what do you like about them other than David Montgomery? 
Andy Dalton's longest attempt last week was 19 yards down the field. I just don't think they, they haven't shown me anything. All preaching to the choir. Yeah, come on. This is one of those lines that I don't understand what Vegas saw week one because people were expecting this Minnesota team to be pretty good, compete in the division, go 500 or better. Everyone's saying the Bengals aren't well, going to win. I, I don't want to overreact games. on the Vikings either, though. Not that I think the Vikings are going to stink necessarily, but I think this just shows us that the Bengals are going to be in a lot of games and they're not just going to suck. Joe Burrow and that offense are going, even if it takes 50 passes. They were competitive Burrow, last year with Burrow. Almost that's every game. what I'm saying. There is nothing that anyone has seen so far to indicate Joe Burrow is not going to keep them in games. They are going to play everyone close. They might only win six, seven, or eight games this year. I'm not saying they're a lock to make the freaking playoffs after week one, but I do feel like they're a lock to compete and fight in every game and cover a lot of freaking spreads. And I don't know how you can look at that Chicago team and tell me that they're a favorite, even if they're at home, against an offense that can actually move the ball with weapons at receiver. I don't get it at all. <laughs> Cincinnati should be favorite. Favored, and I think you are a flat out buffoon if you bet on the Bears this week. Plain and simple. Unless Dalton gets scratched and Fields is going to start last minute, and that's what Vegas is banking on. That's the yeah. only way this line makes any sense. All right. I don't have much else to add. Okay. I'll get to them in my parlay, but real quick, I got two units on a two team teaser. I've got the Packers minus five at home versus Detroit. Detroit sucks. This is just the classic bounce back game. Not that I think the Packers are going to blow them out, but they're going to win by more than five. I can tell you that much. And then I've got the 49ers plus two and a half at Philly. They're going to win this game. They're going to mm. cover the spread. I like them at minus three and a half. I think they blow this Philly team out of the freaking water and people realize that Atlanta really stinks and Philly's not that good. Okay. I think the Lions have backdoor cover potential. Against the spread or against, against the, the spread? Okay, I agree I, with that. I like this better. I mean, we saw it last week. I like that you got it under six. I'll, I'll ride the Packers bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. Okay. This 49ers-Eagles game, huge, yeah. huge stay away. Really? The Eagles in the trenches are pretty good this year. We yeah, saw until Hargrave have a good game. They're going to be hurt. They the Eagles, don't stay healthy. They don't stay healthy, Peter. They're going to be hurt middle of this game. They are. Okay, well, they're healthy right now. I like the game plan for Jalen Hurts. He wasn't throwing it far down the field, but they were finding ways to utilize Goddard, Devontae Smith. Do you really think they're going to be able to move the ball against that 49ers defense? Now, I know that the Lions... Not the, the same secondary as the touchdowns. Super Bowl season. No, I mean, Sherman's gone. They've lost some other guys, but they're still a good defense. They're definitely a top 10 defense. They gave up 33 points to the Lions. All right. I would argue that and that Jared game Goff. was over. That game was over at halftime. It was, it was what, 31 to, to the gas? 31 to 10, 31 to 3 at halftime. I mean, when you get up that big, like, so Detroit got an onside kick. They got a garbage time touchdown. Like, that was never a game. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I just, dude, something about this Eagles team scares me. I'm kind of thinking they're going to win seven, eight games, potentially. Enough to win the division? No. I don't think they win the division, but I do think November, the race is pretty close. It It is every single year in that division. Like, I don't yeah. know. 
We'll, Philly we'll just doesn't scare me. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm misinterpreting it and the Falcons are better than I thought and Philly's legit, but I got a feeling the 49ers are going to spank the Eagles and people are going to be back on the whole, oh, is Jalen Hurts really the guy? Should they trade for Deshaun Watson? I've just got a feeling that narrative's going to be coming back up pretty soon here. What do you make of Shanahan's comments on Ayuk? Did you see this? No, what did he say? He said if he wants to be out there, he needs to prove he's way better than the guy uh, in front of him or behind Debo him. Samuel, that is? No, I think he's talking about Trent Sherfield. Oh, so pretty much Ayuk just isn't working hard in practice. He's in the doghouse is what it Probably sounds showing like. showing up late. Sermon just... might be. Sermon might be as well. Interesting. I mean, Shanahan's shown that he's a coach. He doesn't really care who you are. If you're not working and not producing, he's not going to play you. We've seen that with the running backs. I mean, it changes every week. It's a lot of that Belichick mentality. And from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of like you a little bit of roulette. You never know what you're going to get each week. You never know who who the you know the heavy workload back is going to be. It could be Mitchell one week. It could be Sermon the next. Hell, it could be Jamichael Hasty one week this season. You just don't know. Okay. Plus two right. and a half, you said? Yeah, 49ers plus two and a half. All right. I think that's a close game. Really? That's crazy to me. <laughs> that's crazy to me. I think the 49ers blow them out. But last bet I've got 1.5 units on the parlay. This is 1.5 to win $100. 15 bucks to win 100 We got the Bengals money line at the Bears. We're in lockstep on that. We agree. I've got the 49ers money line at the Eagles. I'm double dipping on that. I thought you had four bets this week. Yeah, that changed. That <laughs> you give me like eight. All right. Six. It's six. Oh, All okay. Right. Okay. I thought you had a bigger card than this. 49ers money line at Eagles, Rams money line at Colts, and then Patriots money line at Jets. So you have what? Six mon- money line picks? <laughs> I got four in this parlay. I told you That's I love parlay. the board. It's a parlay. Yeah, it's a parlay. What do you mean? Uh, okay. 1.5 to 100. Am I doing that with straight bets? Before the show, you said I got all straight bets. So oh, okay. I got four straight bets. All right. So you have run that back for me. All right. Patriots, 49ers. 15 to win 100. Bengals over Bears. 49ers over Eagles. Rams over Colts. Patriots over Jets. And these are all road money lines. I love the road teams this week. The Bengals one scares me the most because they've proven the least. But I like the Rams pick quite a bit. We've already touched on the rest. I feel good about the Bengals, but it's more so of the Bears suck. I just think yeah. they're going to be getting booed by halftime and fans are going to be irate that Fields isn't playing and Nagy's too much of a dipshit to bench Dalton and put Fields in if things aren't going well. He's going to ride with Dalton. I think we're going to see that for a while. He clearly made some kind of promise to this guy that he's not willing to break, and Dalton's going to start a lot of games this year. It's going to cost him his job because when you just get rolled by 20 in prime time, it raises more questions. Dalton proved nothing. He's Matt Nagy first coach fired. I was going to say, before the season, plus 800, Matt Nagy first coach fired. Hammered it. All right, anything else on the week two card? That's all I got, believe it or not. Six bets, that's all I got. You want to run through yours again, then I'll hit all of mine again real quick? Yes, sir. So I have my two-and-a-half unit teaser. Patriots plus a half point at the Jets. Denver winning the game over the Jags. Number two, one unit. KC minus three-and-a-half at Baltimore. Kansas City rolls them this week. Then I have one unit each. 
Cincinnati plus three and on the money line. Final one, the Bills bonus same game parlay Ooh. minus three and the over 47 and a half plus 246 odds there. Let's have some fun this week. We won three. All right. We're up three week one. Come on, let's keep it going. I think that's part of the reason why I'm going bigger this week is just three bets last week. It wasn't enough for me to really get my money's worth and get in the green that good, you know. So <laughs> this week, I've got one unit Titans plus 5.5 at the Seahawks, one unit Dolphins money line plus 160 at the Bills. I've got one unit over 48 Texans at Browns, one unit Chiefs minus 3.5 at the Ravens, and then I've got my two unit teaser Packers minus five at home versus Detroit. 49ers plus two and a half at Philly. And then I've got my parlay 15 to win 100. Bengals money line at the Bears. 49ers money line at Eagles. Rams money line at Colts. Patriots money line at Jets. I love the freaking road teams this week. Let's go. Tweet those out so people don't have to click minus 15 seconds over and over to get off. They got me. They got me. They probably already have these bets locked in. And this is just some reassurance. They're just like, ah, this guy, same page as me. I already hit them all. You're probably right. All right, let's do it. Fantasy Tinder. Yes, sir. Lead the way here. Start us off. Okay. So you guys know how these dating apps work. Do they? Tinder specifically. I feel like, I feel like we got some dignified listeners. (laughs) All right, I'm not going to generalize anymore. Anyway, we're going to swipe right if we like the matchup this week. We're going to swipe left if I think you should sit him. And here we go. My first swipe right of the week is Kareem Hunt against the Texans. You touched on this game. Kareem comes in, poaches a goal line touch against the Chiefs last week. You'll love to see it. Three catches on three targets. They're going to use him in the pass game. And if this game turns into a blowout, like I think it will, Kareem Hunt should get close to 10, 11 carries on the game. He'll be used more than Chubb late down the stretch. How can you not love this guy after a 17-point week in week one? Swiping right on Kareem Hunt. Okay, I've got a couple that I'm going to kick to you. I took a little different approach. I've got some guys that I'm questionable about, but I don't have a definitive answer of swiping left or swiping right. So first guy here, Miles Gaskin. Playing against the Bills, I know I like the Dolphins, but we saw what Buffalo did to Najee Harris last week. He could not get the running game going at all. What do you think about Gaskin this week? Um, I don't think the Steelers' line is very good, so I want to chalk some of that up to that first game for Najee. I like Gaskin as a flex. Is that what we're talking about here? I got him in the RB2 slot in one league, and I can't decide if I want to keep him there or move him. If you need him there, I think he's a viable option. Like, I mean, you have to love anyone who's using the pass game. Malcolm Brown will not be. We saw it's Gaskin and a tiny bit of Salvin Ahmed. I'm fine with Gaskin here. I'm going to look at my screen for four or five seconds, look at all the pictures, and then I'm going to swipe right. Okay. Who's your next guy? Okay, my next... I'll just I have more swipe rights because I want to be positive this week. <laughs> this next one, it. Mike Williams, huge week in week one, eight catches on 12 targets for 82 and a score. That's only one less than Keenan Allen. Herbert only targeted running backs one time, and it was Justin Jackson, not Eckler. Nobody saw that coming. 
This game is going to be a shootout. Cowboys will put up points. Give me Mike Williams again. He's he's going to have a big A dot. Targets way down the field. They like him down in the red zone. Mike Williams, chalk him up. I think he's in for maybe a career year with Herbert under center. Good offensive line. This team is competent. Give me some Mike okay. Williams again here. I don't dislike that at all. I think that's pretty solid, especially against the Cowboys. Uh, next guy I've got, Julio Jones. Mm. I've got him in one league because he was sitting there in like the seventh round. I needed another receiver. Do I keep him in my flex spot against the Seahawks who don't have the best secondary in the world? Or do I just kind of roll with the bad game one and decide like, hey, maybe he's not going to be a serviceable starter this year and just leave him on the bench until he proves otherwise? Who would you rather have right now, rest of the season, for real-life football, Corey Davis or Julio Jones? Uh, for real-life football, probably Julio Jones. But, really? I mean, that's pushing it. Yeah, I think this is the last season where he's got much in the tank, and I could be wrong about that. The tank could be empty already. I have a season-long fade on Julio. I got zero shares. He burned so me last left. season. I'm swiping left on Julio. I kind of want to wait and see with him. Okay. That's tough if you used high draft capital, though. I didn't use a ton, but I mean, I expected on him being a pretty steady starter for me. So hurting a little bit, seeing him only put up like, what, five points week one? Yeah, I think he's more of a flex and a wide receiver, too. Okay. All right, my next swipe right. Give me some Tyler Higby. He was the only Rams tight end to see a target against the Bears, played 100% of snaps, ran a route on 26 of 27 Matt Stafford dropbacks. Sign me up for some Higby I like that. all year long. Five catches on six targets, 68 yards, second in targets on the week behind Cooper Cup. Give me Higby all year. Maybe... Maybe send a little trade offer for this guy after a couple weeks, but if he pops, good luck. Yeah, you always want to buy low. Buy low and sell high. Especially Um, at the tight end spot. Let's stick with the Rams. Next guy I've got here, Daryl Henderson. Are we swiping left or are we swiping right? Because I know he ended up with like 75 yards and a tutty in their game against the Bears, but let's be honest, he didn't do jack shit until the fourth quarter, and that was really when he picked up most of his fantasy points. And they play the Colts. Yeah, and granted, Chris Carson had a solid week, 16 carries for 91 yards against the Colts, but that is a pretty stout defense. All right, well, when I look at the usage from the Rams, I have to swipe right on Daryl Henderson until further notice. 16 carries, only one from Sony Michelle and one from Robert Woods. Woods is good for one every game on the reverse yeah, I mean, play. That's just one of those classic end around typical wide receiver run type stuff. But the Sony Michelle thing really surprised me. And me too. I'm trying to figure out if it's because Sean McVay has decided Henderson is his guy. He knows the playbook. He's rocking with him all season unless injury or fumbles or something changes the plan. But there's also part of me that wonders, hey, maybe Sony Michelle got there late. He just didn't know the playbook that well. In week two, he's going to be a lot more acclimated and McVay's going to trust him more. And this is going to be more of a timeshare. That's my only concern. My gut tells me it's the latter there. I think as the season goes on, Henderson's usage might fade a little bit. But right now, earlier in the year, I think you put him in your starting lineup. Okay, so would you put him in the flex spot over Julio? Yes. Okay. I mean, 
touches correlate. I just hate more running backs in the flex. I hate running backs in the flex. I but hear you. I don't really want to rely on Julio. So, okay. Who do you got next? Okay. My final one is a swipe left and it's kind of a layup, but it's Michael Pittman for the Indianapolis yes. Colts. Disappointing week one, man. Very disappointing. You thought maybe since he's the number one guy there, he would have a nice week against the Seahawks. I mean, that's not the greatest secondary, but they're fine. Pittman, three for 29 on four targets. You know who led them in targets this last week? It's somebody random because Pascal didn't get a ton. Pittman didn't get a ton. I don't think Paris Campbell got a ton either. Who was it? Like a tight end? Jonathan Taylor with seven, Naheem Hines with eight. There you go. The leading go. the leading receiver was Zach Pascal with five targets. Now, do you think that changes as Wentz gets more comfortable and Wright trust him to kind of open the offense up more? Or do you think that maybe that's just going to be what they got there? I think they're going to lean on these running backs quite a bit. If you came away with Jonathan Taylor, I think this is very positive week one and Naeem Hines signed a three-year 18 million dollar deal they paid him that's like with incentives I'm sure you know NFL deals but this guy's gonna be used come on now okay last question I've got outside of Damian Harris is there any Patriots players that you're swiping right on against the Jets this weekend Nelson Aguilar did pick him up in a league this week week. good week one He's the most talented receiver on that team. And if you're a Mac Jones believer, he should be rostered in all leagues. Okay. Patriots aren't going to get up three scores in the first quarter, though, and just pound the rock all game? They could, but I tend to... I I don't like to pick... Like, I don't like to pick against receivers because of that kind of game script. Okay. You know, it's more like picking against a running back if I think they're going to be throwing their way back in the game. That's fair. That's fair. And honestly, the way I think about the Patriots, I think Bill is really wanting to make sure that Mac Jones gets in the flow. And I think that they probably have a pretty good idea of how they're going to call that game and a lot of plays they're going to run, regardless of the score. I think a lot of it is really going to be about getting Mac acclimated and make sure that he's feeling good. He's hitting his receivers. They're building up that rapport. He's taking some shots downfield. I don't think just because they get up 17 to nothing at halftime, they're just going to run at second half. I think they're going to continue to take shots and they're going to try and show their division foe i wouldn't even call him a rival at this point but i think they're going to try to show the team in their division like hey you're still our little brother like they're not going to take their foot off the gas just because they get up that and the jets secondary is full of a bunch of nobodies no offense but i couldn't tell you a single corner on that team bright i saw it come out the other day bryce hall the tiktoker starting corner (laughs) come on what that's the guy's name Oh, I was about to say, is he really on that team? I don't even, I don't have TikTok, man. That's all. I don't either, but I I know who these people are. Okay. All I know is he got his ass kicked (laughs) in a celebrity boxing match. That's all I know. And James Harden lost $2 million on it for being an investor and tried to sue. Sued Bryce Hall, apparently. (laughs) Or maybe it was the other guy who put it together. He sued one of the TikTokers because they sold it to him as this crazy promotion that was going to do millions of pay-per-view sales. And they did like, 20% 20% of what he sold James Harden on. And so Harden wants his money back that he invested. I think more people will tune into those when someone actually has a fighting background. <laughs> you know, Probably so. I didn't watch. Yeah, All I, right. I didn't either. All right. Let's Any close other notes out. for this weekend? 
We got to pick Thursday night football. Mm, I'm one to know on the year. I, I had Dallas plus eight. This week we have the Giants and Rams, the foot or Giants and the football team. The football team is a three point favorite with Taylor Heineke under center in the I over see three under. and a half right now. I see okay. three and a half. All right. Well, let's let's use that instead. Over under is 40 and a half. Where are you leaning? I hate this game, man. I don't like it at all. I don't trust Heineke. I don't trust Daniel Jones. Part of me wants to take the points, but I can't bet on the Giants. So I'm just going to stick with Washington minus three and a half. I think if I was going to actually bet on this, I think I would probably tease the football team and the under, but I'm I'm just going to stay away from this. On the record, Washington minus three and a half. I'm pretty sure I pushed last week when I put our bets in. I had teased the over and I also teased Tampa Bay at minus two. So we'll say I'm oh oh and one on the year yeah. i believe all uh, right but moving forward let's only pick against the spread only against the spread yeah okay you know do it like do it like the real people on the tv pregame that's fine all right washington by three and a half that's what i'm going with all right i am riding with you on that chase young bounce back game against this terrible giants o-line let's go taylor heineke show us that tampa bay game that you gave us in the playoffs last year how many Whip times it. does Daniel Jones fumble tomorrow? Two, three, four, none? The over-under should be... 1.5. 0.5. No, 1.5. It can't be that high. He fumbles every week. Let me pull a football reference and see his career total. I guarantee you he's probably got about, what, 17 starts, 18 starts, and probably like 25 fumbles? That's going to be my best guess. I believe he started two seasons now, so 28, 27 starts. 27 starts? Holy shit, where have I been? Oh, I thought it was like 17 or 18. Uh, fumbles, fumbles, fumbles. Over 30. Got to be over 30. Are we talking fumbles lost, right? Just to clarify? No. Fumbles oh. in general? Good luck finding that. It's got to be like 70. Uh. <laughs> How many All fumbles right. has he lost? 42, something like that? The over-under should be one. In 28 games played for Daniel Jones, 30 career fumbles. I knew it. I knew it, dude. He's a fumble machine. He's good for one a week. All right. Over-under's one. Give me the over. Give me the over, too. You push worst-case scenario on this one. All right. There you have it. Hope you guys liked our picks. Hope you liked Fantasy Tinder. That will be coming back, I'm sure. And I guess let's go football team tomorrow night. Sure. (laughs) All right. You guys know the drill. Thanks for checking it out. Give us that five-star rating. It would be much appreciated. And we will be back Sunday night. Peace.